Paradise by the Stone Roses, folks. We are on air. You are listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, CFRC.ca. Hello, everybody. It is Sunday. It is 8 p.m. It's time for the Yellow Bridge Road. And to be honest, you might actually recognize that bit of music from the theme to this show's um, promo. Um, this is this, It's Mercy Paradise by the Stone Roses. It's a song that we tend to use as the show's promo, which is kind of out of date at the moment because... Our show is now on 8 to 9.30 and the show's promo says that we are on 8 to 9, so it is now a bit out of date. But we are live on radio right now, 8 to 9.30 p.m., Yellowbridge Road. I'm your host, Rue. And isn't that song just a wonderful song in general? It was off of the Stone Roses' first album, 1989, um, the self-titled, which I think half the music publications out there lost their minds over and it's kind of credited as almost single-handedly kicking off the 90s kind of jangly alt rock indie kind of indie rock that became Britpop basically it was a part of um bands like Stone Roses but also the Happy Mondays and all who were part of this um this scene of um acid kind of like acid house alt indie stuff that they called Manchester. it's it's a hard one to describe because you know even if you look at just the stone roses and the happy mondays they're two completely different ends of the spectrum but anyway i just thought we'd play that song tonight because it's a wonderful summer indie banger and we are coming to the end of the summer in fact the fall has officially kicked off as i was walking in today uh you will see that all week is going on Everybody's on campus. It's so lively again after the summer. I mean, we've had a great summer, but still, it's so amazing to see, you know, new people on campus now. People are going to be exploring Kingston, exploring Queens. Hopefully, they'll check out the wonderful uh, independent music scene that we've got right here in Kingston. We'll probably see a lot more cool bands as well. So I just thought we'll use today's show to sort of bookend the summer and officially kick off the fall with some great indie summer bangers and we'll have a lot more of that as we go on but we're also going to do a regular show and we've got a lot of other cool stuff to talk about tonight as well um you might know i uh if you've been following the yellow retroad uh instagram account all we've been talking about this week is the fact that i went to see the arctic monkeys who was supported by fontaine's dc which is an incredible lineup they played in toronto well two dates in toronto two dates in montreal I went to the first Toronto show and it was so good, Fontaine's DC opening and then Arctic Monkeys to, you know, really just bookend my summer, a summer of great music for me personally. Um, and we'll be talking about that show. We'll play some music from the bands because they're both incredible and we'll talk all about that show as well. But I think we'll kick off now with some big releases as we like to do at the top of the hour. Uh, obviously, we did have the Stone Roses song, which was a big release, but that was... 30 years ago. So here's some new music for you. Burna Boy, the wonderful Nigerian Afropop pop star, he's topped the UK charts this week. For the first time, he's topped the UK albums charts. Uh, his new album, I Told Them, uh, came out last week, the 24th of August. He's also topped, I think, the Afrobeats album charts, the singles charts uh, with his song that was a collaboration with Dave. And this album sees collaborations with artists like 21 Savage, Dave, uh, J. Cole, Many, uh, a few others as well, but I thought we'd play one of his own songs. It's a song called Normal. It's a bilingual song, sung in Isi Zulu and English. And you can find his album and all of his stuff, well, just generally everywhere. I mean, he's hard to miss, but uh, you can find it on his website, on a spaceship.com. 
And then we've also got some new music from The Kills. You may have heard a little bit of their stuff earlier a couple of months ago when they released a double A site called New York LA Hex. But now we know that all of that stuff is going to be on a brand new album. Their sixth album, which is going to be called God Games, is coming out on the 27th of October. It is their first album since 2016's Ashes and Ice. And, you know, it's sounding great. It's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's going to have the range because they've got some stuff that's a bit more kind of trash, electro-y and other stuff that's, uh, you know, very much in their kind of guitar punk band vein thing. Uh, uh, they've shared a brand new single uh, other than those two, one called 103, which is a follow-up for, to those two singles. And it kind of, it goes on its on, on a journey of its own sort. I mean, Alison Mosshart has described it as a dark, twisted love song. It kicks in with pounding, crashing percussion, dizzing, distorted guitars. And Alison uh, kind of just muses over her experience of driving back and forth between LA and Nashville um, during the pandemic. And she described that experience to the enemy as having an apocalyptic vibe. The album, in, in a sense, also came out really fully formed. Uh, and the duo of Alison Mossad and Jamie Hintz, they recorded most of the album in an old church. Um, as a side note, we have an old church around here as well that has some really cool shows that you should be checking out that's run by uh, Mikey and Chance who run No Static. That happens at the next church and they have cool gigs, I think, on the Thursdays and the Sundays. And you should check out their stuff uh, at, I think, on Instagram at No Static Forever. They do really, really cool stuff. They had a show just last weekend, I think, where one of the pieces of uh, performance art that was going on was a guy who was getting uh, tattooed live to some music. And the performance was not the guy doing the tattooing, but the guy getting tattooed. So that was really cool. But anyway, that was a deviation. Sorry. Um, this album by, uh, by The Kills, which is going to be called God Games, it was recorded in a sort of old church. And when they took the album to their producer, he said, you don't need a producer. There is your album. So the band say in some ways that kind of spontaneity and not having that stress because of the pandemic, kind of taking all expectations off of everybody. They say it, it reminded them of making their first album. Check it all out on thekills.tv. Let's listen to, to a bit of Burner Boy. This is normal. And if you blow, chicho poco, shogo logo, I'm a loco, man shagolo. Oh, ballet, they me they pay go for you. No life trouble, don't like a team feelings. Oh, ribi moshenka, woka. The kills with 103. Probably talking about the temperature, I presume, uh, given that that song was. Um written sort of about uh, the trips that singer Alison Mossad took between Nashville and um, uh, LA while driving during the pandemic. Um, so that was a bit of The Kills and we also had a bit of Burner Boy from his brand new album that's just topped the charts. And there have been so many cool new releases of late. I, I don't even know how I'm going to fit everything into just the next coming weeks really because you know we've got the albums coming out by The Kills. Um, Royal Blood's new album has also just come out. Uh, the Killers, though, were talking about an album that was going to come out and we had a bit of their music last week because we were playing all the the all the sort of highlights of Reading and Leeds Festival and obviously The Killers closed out the Saturday night headliners uh, as headliners. But um, they released a new song uh, last week, which was quite an electronic piece of work. 
And now it seems that, and there was going to be an album following that, but now it seems that they don't really want to do that anymore. Um, they've scrapped the new al- they've scrapped the new album because Brandon Flowers says that he just doesn't feel like the twenty year old who made Hot Fuss, and he wants to make music that's slightly different. He wants to make quieter music for smaller venues. He says, though he is still proud of that twenty year old. But you know, other new music also is on the way. We've got other cool releases. The Snuts uh, have new music coming out. They released a couple of singles, and they were talking actually last week about the power that being independent has given them and not being on an independent label. They've talked about how sort of labels had been focusing a lot more on sort of the the life story and curating a TikTok presence and all of that. And they said that that kind of didn't let them focus on the music quite as much. Um, but yeah, so lots of, lots of music and also some music that we're going to be playing coming up next. That was just me talking generally about releases that we've had. That's not even the stuff we're playing today. See, there's so much new music. We, on the next set, have some music coming up from Bob Villain, who've put out their first new track this uh, this year. This is a follow-up from last year's really cool, really vital album, Bob Villain Presents the Price of Life. Um, they've put out a new single called Dream Big, and this track was inspired by Bobby Villain's daughter and his nieces and nephews, who are quite young and whose backing vocals you'll be hearing on the chorus of the song as well. He said that... As I see them growing and finding out, finding things that they're passionate about, it reminds me how important it is to continue to have those childlike dreams of what we can accomplish in our lives. We want to inspire people to achieve what they want to truly achieve. And we come from places and lifestyles that don't encourage that always. Um, so he's that's what he said. It's a really cool song. We'll be listening to it. You know, it's classic Bob Villain on the, the heavy basses and the drums. Find it at Bob Villain, B-O-B-V-Y-L-A-N.bandcamp.com. Then we've had, a, we've had a submission in from the band Chroma, who are a Welsh bilingual alt-rock band from Pontypridd, and they've put out a new single called Don't Wanna Go Out. And this is going to be on their upcoming album, which the band recently announced as well. Their debut album is going to be called Ask for Angela. And it's, uh, it's going to come out on the 20th of October. It was produced by Stefan Pringle, who, is, uh, who used to be in the band Estrons and has done a lot of production work and is also in the really cool, fuzzy, heavy band Death Cult Electric, who I really, really like. This song, though, Don't Wanna Go Out, uh, by Chroma, it was recorded in both English and Welsh, and they put out like a double A side that has both versions of the song. We've got the one that we're going to be playing today, and vocalist Katie Hall says that the song is about the perpetual motions that a person goes through when being invited to go out and see friends, and you don't always really want to. That fear of missing out forces you you know, out of your living rooms, even when, uh, you know, because you don't want to miss a night out, even if you're sometimes feeling a little too anxious or a little too tired to go out. And they're on Alcopop Records, who I think are one of the coolest labels right now in the UK. So you can find uh, their music when it comes out on alcopop.bandcamp.com. This single is out, though. And then we've got some music from the Beaches, uh, from the Witches, also a submission in. They're the Brighton-based band who have... Um, who have some really cool gothic rock stuff. They've put out a new single called Zep Step, and it's it's a heavy banger, honestly. And it's a follow-up to their first single, Maria, that came out uh, a, a couple of a month ago or so, not very long ago. Um, and you might recall that Clara, who was in uh, as a guest programmer on our show uh, a month ago now, uh, picked this, uh, this band, The Witches, and brought in some cool CDs of theirs and... You know, that was a common touching point for the both of us. 
But um, the band The Witches have an album coming out on the 22nd of September. It's going to be called Our Guest Can't Be Named. It's also an Alcopop, which, like I said, is a very cool label. So we look forward to that. We're actually going to try and speak to them. So we'll see how that goes. We're going to try and get them in on the show. But this uh, song that they put out, Zep Step, they say that they wrote it quite quickly at the end of a rehearsal last year. They were just messing around and things just kind of happened on their own. They say it was fun to play live. It's a pretty pumping song all the way through. And they say they haven't written anything with that kind of a pace in a really long time. So they're excited for that. The cool thing about this song, though, is that they released uh, the single version physically as a pressing on x-rays, a very, very limited run, just 15 copies. But they were saying that they did that uh, inspired by the work of Soviet Union dissidents in the 1950s who defied the authorities by importing banned Western music, pressing it on borrowed stolen x-rays from local hospitals. And this music that they called bone music was smuggled past regular pr- uh, pressing plants. And then it, it was almost sort of like this underground resistance of Western music in the face of an anti-cultural agenda is what they say. Uh, well, and you can probably check that out online. The band themselves are on Bandcamp. The hyphen W-Y-T-C-H-E-S, which is with a Y dot Bandcamp.com. Listen, let's listen to a bit of Bob Villain first. This is Dream Big. Very cool. the witches that was their brand new song zep step those are some submissions that we just had into uh to our show bobbelin dream big um no bobbelin wasn't submission but uh you know that was some other music that we played last on the show sorry i got a bit distracted bobbelin just uh just replied to us which is very very cool because i'm such a big fan of this um so while i process that let's talk about some more music we just listened to Chroma, the witches, and first Bob Villain. And we also had some, uh, and I'm uh, moving on. I am getting my head around all of that. Anyhow, then we have some new music coming up on the, the next set from the band Sorry, who released an album last year called Anywhere But Here. And now they've reworked the last song of the, well, sort of the last two songs of the album, because the last song, the last two songs were called Screaming in the Rain, and the final song was Again. But they've reworked Screaming in the Rain as Screaming in the Rain Again, which is separate from the song Again. And they said that we wanted to make a version of the song that was harder, faster and stronger because we felt that we could show a different side to that version that is on the album, one with more passion. And you can you can find the whole album from last year at Sorry Band UK. This is just a brand new single, so it's not up there, but it's also very cool. And then we've had some new music from the Leeds post-punk band English Teacher, who are a really cool um, sort of, all you know, they sort of combine all, sometimes spoken word stuff, sometimes sung stuff, eclectic themes, but they've just, I think they're entering a new era and they've just released this new single, which is called The World's Biggest Paving Slab. And singer Lily Fontaine has said that 
she wrote and recorded the demo in her bedroom one day during the final year of her university, which was back in 2018. She said that moving to a, you know, moving to a city for university for the first time forced me to reflect on how my experience of growing up in and around Pendle uh, in Yorkshire, how witnessing uh, the social, economic and political issues that exist around there in juxtaposition with the beauty of the landscape and the characters that live within it has shaped me into an artist and person uh, and, and the person that I am. These semi-rural stories leak through most of my writing, in particular in songs that tackle delusions of grandeur. Uh, in in particular, songs that tackle, in particular, this song which tackles delusions of grandeur and inferiority from the perspective of a small town local of a small town's local celebrities. It sort of got two halves, and you can find it all at englishteacher.bandcamp.com. And then we also have a new single by uh, the Blackburn Lancashire band Ruby Tuesdays, who have a brand new song called In This State. So while I process uh, the, the whole Bob Dylan thing, you can go ahead and listen to some brand new music. This is Singing in the Rain Again by Sorry. Tuesdays with their brand new song. Um, that's a, a single that they've just put out called In This State. We also had on the last set some new music from Sorry, or rather some reworked old music, which is um, which now has a brand new version, Sorry, with uh, Screaming in the Rain again. And also some music from English Teacher, who've just put out a brand new single. Their first in a little while since last, last year's Polly Awkward EP that came out. It's been a while. Um, we've got some new music on the next set, moving on, uh, from Amaroon, the wonderful musician who's sort of moved into a new era of, um, you know, piano-led ballads, and she has a new album coming out soon, and it's all sort of about the sort of the beauty and the resistance of queer love that she's talked about before, and she's just put out another new single, which is called uh, Pussy Wine, um, and then we've also got some new music, a couple of submissions once again, because I just, I get so many incredible submissions into the show and I haven't really been able to play a lot of them in the last couple of weeks because, you know, we've had all these themed bits of programming. Last week was Reading and Leeds Festival, all that stuff. So I figure you really should be listening to this incredible music right now. Um, and also as, uh, as, an, as an aside, if you want to send in your music to the show, you can always email me, yellowbridgeroad at gmail.com. Always happy to play some cool new music on air. Uh, so submissions always welcome. Find the show on Instagram at yellowbridgeroad, Twitter at uh, yellowbridgecfrc. I don't really use the Twitter as much nowadays, but it's still available. It's still there for you. We've had some submissions in this week, apart from the ones that we played earlier. We've got some more from a band called The Crystal Teardrop who call themselves a psychedelic garage rock group, and they're based in the Midlands in the UK. They've just put out a new single called By the Water. Uh, or actually, no, this single comes out. It isn't out yet. It's the 15th of September that is coming out and was sent to us a little while ago. Um, so you'll be hearing it here pretty much exclusively at the moment uh, for the first time. It's their second single ever following up from the first single that came out earlier called Nine Times Nine. 
And it's just a wonderful, lush song of the summer. And we've been talking about that this week. Anyhow, at the top of the hour, we had some wonderful music by the Stone Roses. If you like that, you will like this. They draw inspiration from classic 60s instrumentation and melody whilst establishing their own identity uh, in the music. By the River, they say, has a distinctly Eastern flavor featuring a drone-based melody played on a mandola, shimmering guitars, rich textures, harmonies, hypnotic drums and otherworldly sitars which encourage the listener to take a dream-like journey uh, where the boundaries between imagination and reality cease to exist. They say the mysterious twists and turns of By the River's narrative seek to highlight the profound nature of love, loss and the human condition. I think it's a great song. You can find uh, all of it on their Bandcamp really soon once the song is out. It's at thecrystalteardrop.bandcamp.com. The song is called By the River. And then we've got some music, again from Cardiff, uh, from an alt-rock band uh, that draws inspiration from rock, garage, blues music. Um, it's a band called Small Miracles, and they have a brand new single that came out a month ago, which was sent in to us, called Extraterrestrial, along with the musician Mirari. And it's a really cool song, because they say Extraterrestrial is a protest song and a condemnation of war, initially written in response to Putin's invasion of Ukraine. As the lyrics developed, it became clear that Putin couldn't be criticized without acknowledging the damaging consequences of Western interventionalism in the Middle East, and that became the crux of the song. So it's an attack on the British and American governments which have waged war on the Middle East for decades and the deceptive colonization of capital which accompanies this warfare. This is mirrored in the track with jarring samples, a screeching guitar solo, and uh, the featured um, and a feature defiant feature verse from Mirari. The crossover of punk, rock, and rap is in itself both anti-establishment and an act of resistance. They say, and that is the energy of the song "Extraterrestrial." You can find it on the band's Bandcamp page, smallmiracles.bandcamp.com. All that very cool. First, though, some Amaroon with her brand new song. Pussy wine. Extraterrestrial by the band Small Miracles featuring Mirari who did that very passionate verse as well. That was one of our submissions in <clears throat> that we played on the last set of wonderful music on our show here, The Yellow Bridge Road, live on CFRC for almost the next half hour because we're coming up to the 9pm mark, half an hour left with us because we're here until 9.30. We also had some music from The Crystal Teardrop and, Puss and um, uh, Amaroon with her wonderful song Pussy Wine. And um, moving on to the next set, if you have been following this show on social media, and honestly, there's no reason why you shouldn't. If you are on Instagram, uh, follow the Yellow Bridge Road. That's pretty much, that's basically the show's tagline, isn't it? Follow the Yellow Bridge Road. We're on Instagram at Yellow Bridge Road. But if you've, been, uh, if you've been seeing what's been going on, all week we've been talking about the big show, the end of the summer show, the kind of, the, the bookending of, you know, the summer of fun and music and everything. I closed out my summer with going and seeing Arctic Monkeys. This was a pretty big show for me. I mean, I was supposed to go with a friend of mine and we were going to make a big kind of thing of it. She was going to fly down from London to join me, my best friend, and we were going to go see Arctic Monkeys together, both of us big fans of 
not just Arctic Monkeys, but the opening act, Fontaine's DC, who I think I was even more excited about than even the Arctic Monkeys themselves. But, you know, that didn't end up going, that didn't end up happening, that didn't end up working out, but I still did go by myself and I saw this show and it was really, really good. It was this mixture of almost, you know, new fans, a new era, and this kind of nostalgia as well, which, you know, you can't really avoid with a band like Arctic Monkeys. Lots of uh, throwbacks to 2014, <laughs> the whole sort of 2014 Tumblr vibe, the clothing, the hair, the the outfits, all of it did kind of throw back to that era of, you know, fun or less responsibilities or whatever you want to call it. And Arctic Monkeys themselves as well, you know, they did provide. I think we had we had a lot of old songs on uh, on that set, really cool uh, renditions of old of older songs, and you know, it just kind of shows you how time has passed when you look at how those songs have evolved over the years and how they still hold the same charm, even though the band's now I don't know twenty years older. But anyway, Arctic Monkeys, Fontaine CC, but why is the stage Toronto, thirtieth August. It was an absolutely incredible night. It was a, a a big deal for me because obviously, you know, they were, for someone who was 13 in 2013, it was a pretty big deal to, you know, be seeing this band up close and personable and in person. It was incredible. Um, you know, I grew up in India and they were one of those few bands that you could still expect that if you walk down the street and talk to people about, they would they would know who you were talking about, you know? they would still know who the Arctic Monkeys were. That's how big a band they were. But um, seeing uh, seeing them in Toronto, really cool. The, the audience was super loud. I think I have seen bands that are louder than the Arctic Monkeys, but I haven't seen crowds that are louder than the crowd at the Arctic Monkeys show. So that was a pretty surreal experience to hear 16,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs. I think there was a point where I realized I needed ear protection, which I was carrying because you should always carry that to gigs. Uh, you needed ear protection more for the audience screaming than for the band themselves. I mean, that's like the population of a small town shouting all together. So it was quite, it was a life affirming experience just to see that crowd participation, to see how the band, you know, were responding to it all. They were super gracious and they're just such good performers, effortless performers. Alex Turner is such a fluid, graceful mover. I mean, he moves around on stage in very solid, fluid movements, you know, and whether you might want to say he's in his jazz era or whatever it may be, the music is still extraordinary. Um, you know, <laughs> a bit of a life-affirming experience. I was low-key jealous of people who were able to go two nights because I know some people did come back the very next night. I think yesterday was uh, their first Montreal show. Again, there's another show the second the second night following from that. And it's just been a really good tour as well. Um, but we do have to also talk about Fontaine's DC, who I think were an incredible opener. Um, Active Monkeys have been having newer bands opening for them. Well, a mix of new and old on their uh, opening slots. They have had Bands like the Mysterines open for them, Inhaler, who joined them um, on the UK and Europe dates. Uh, I think Mysterines in the UK and Inhaler in the rest of Europe. Uh, the Hives, uh, an older band who are on an amazing comeback now with 
their brand new album, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. They've opened for them across Europe. But here in North America, it's just Fontaine's DC. So it was this one band holding down the fort in front of 16,000 people. You know, they are used to playing bigger crowds, but usually that's at festival stages. They've played Reading and Leeds, Glastonbury, 40,000, 50,000 people. How many ever are passing by a stage at any given point? They've not played on the main stages, always on the side stages. But, you know, here they were with how many other people showed up early having their complete attention. And though people may not have necessarily recognized their songs, you know, they were new for a lot of people who were listening to them right there in at the venue, sitting in their seats. I still think they completely won the crowd over. It was a short set for them, 45 minutes. They, think, they did, I think, about seven or eight songs. Um, but the way that they held the audience's attention, the way they converted, I think most of the people who saw them into new fans was very admirable. They're such passionate performers. And, you know, I just, they're going to blow up the next time they come around. And I said this the last time I saw them as well. I saw them in summer of 2022 in a small club doing headline shows, uh, the uh, the uh, Corona Theatre in Montreal, I think about 2,500 people, and here they are now, playing out to 16,000 people. And I am quite sure that the next time they return to Canada, the next tour that they do, they're going to be playing much bigger venues. Once again, this is a band that's on the rise. If you can, go catch them. Um, they're doing a few headline solo shows in between the Arctic Monkeys dates here and there. So if you can, if you can get a hold of them, go see them at those solo gigs. They're going to be longer shows, you know. This was almost like a teaser in some ways. It left me really wanting to see more Fontaine CC. Now, unfortunately, in Canada, these are the only dates we've had, the ones where they're opening for Arctic Monkeys, sure to set. But, you know, we hope to see them again soon. But in the meanwhile, we can definitely keep listening to their wonderful music. So why don't we listen to a bit of Arctic Monkeys, then we'll listen to some Fontaine CC, um, just to sort of... Just to sort of change up the pace of the energy. So we'll we'll listen to an older one from Arctic Monkeys, uh, a song that they played live at their show, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor. One of the many songs that they actually ended up playing from their first three albums. Um, we surprisingly got only about four songs in all from the last five years. So like three songs from The Car, one song from Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, uh, One Point Perspective. Um and there was a lot of older stuff, like they knew what their audience wanted and they were happy to give it to them, you know. They played to the crowd, Alex was out there just, you know, doing all his dramatic moves and interacting with the crowd. And I really liked their stage setup as well. They had this big, I mean, the, the theme of the live show seems to revolve around the mirror ball, the uh, eponymous mirror ball from the, the track, There Better Be a Mirror Ball. And, you know, the mirror ball is supposed to come down in the middle of the show and just, you know, spread the light everywhere. And then there, there's a lot of mirroring going on, you know. There's a screen behind them that's kind of built like a mirror and it shows the band as they're playing, but occasionally forms these, like, infinite mirror images between the camera and um, what's um, when the camera looks at the mirror itself. And, you know, you get this really cool effect going on. So there seems to be a, a kind of a cohesive theme to the performance. But they certainly, they certainly incorporated a lot of their older stuff into it all, which was really cool to see. Um, so we'll listen to an older one. I bet you, you look good on the dance floor. And then Fontaine's EC will listen to 
their opening song of the set, A Hero's Death, which is just a brilliant song. And if you haven't heard it before, well, lucky you, because you're going to be hearing it for the first time. Fontaine CC with A Hero's Death, which is just an absolutely brilliant song. Like I said before, we went to listen to it. If you hadn't heard it before, lucky you. What I would give to be hearing that song for the first time and being blown away by it again. This was uh, the title track of their 2020 album, A Hero's Death. Um, and, you know, following up to that was last last year's wonderful Skinty Fear. Also just a brilliant album. You know, touching on themes of, you know, being an outsider, them being an Irish band, living in London now, and sort of about their experiences of Irishness in London and how sort of everything changes, how living in different places changes you and what remains the same at the end of it all. Um, all very wonderful stuff. They played that. That was the opening track uh, off from their set that they played as the opening act for Arctic Monkeys. Uh, which is going on right now. I mean, they're on tour with Arctic Monkeys throughout North America, and they're also playing a couple of headline shows in clubs and theaters elsewhere. So that was that was their opening song. And we also had some music by the Arctic Monkeys themselves, of course, who were the headline and who were just so good. That was uh, you. Uh, I bet that you. <clears throat> I bet that you look. I bet you look good on the dance floor. Sorry, I keep forgetting that that isn't actually there. It was a really good performance, really good show, like I said. And it was just the kind of show that you want to take all of your best friends to because, you know, you can see it at the gig, why it's so much fun to go out there, listen to those older songs. There was a lot of, you know, kind of holding friends tight and, you know, hugging and singing songs that you heard together age 15 for the first time, now 10 years later. So it was a really wonderful, life-affirming performance with just, you know, an incredible audience who was who just really, really loved the band. And it was a great show, and I think it was a great end to the summer for me personally. Um, now, moving on, though, we are still looking back for a little bit longer because uh, it's August 2023 marked 20 years since August 2003. And on the 4th of August 2003, an album was released. It was an album uh, called Final Straw by the band Snow Patrol which was an absolute breakthrough album for the band. And, you know, it was an important one, sort of marking the beginning of their rise to ridiculous success in some ways. Snow Patrol, the indie rock band from Northern Ireland and Scotland, shall we say, uh, they were they, in the sense that they were four guys from Northern Ireland who all formed as a band at the University of Dundee in Scotland. So that was them. They'd been playing around, you know, with different names. They were first called, I think, Shrug, then Polar Bear. And then they put out an album called Songs for Polar Bears and then changed their name to Snow Patrol. The theme was still there, I guess. But they'd been, you know, they'd been on an indie label and they'd been just kind of languishing in the sense that their albums were still really good and they were often, you know, critically acclaimed and all of that. But they would just never receive any success for the music that they released, especially not outside of Dundee, outside of Scotland, and to an extent outside of Northern Ireland. And this album was them first uh, was them sort of moving to a major label for the first time. They signed to Polydor Records, and then with almost no changes to the sound, except for the fact that uh, Gary Lightbody, their singer, was allowing himself to you know maybe 
right courses a little bit because the music was still there, the heartfelt emotions and, you know, the vulnerability that is so key to Snow Patrol's sound. All that was still there. He just, you know, allowed himself to write because he kind of drew inspiration from the bands that first got him into uh, not just, you know, listening to music, but into making music. Bands like Nirvana, uh, Sonic Youth, Breather, Breeders, The Pixies, all of those uh, sort of grungier, punkier st- sounds that of those bands and, you know, almost discordant uh, chords is what he was originally working on. And then, you know, uh, he met with producer Jackknife Lee, who produced that album for them, uh, uh, Final Straw. And he said, you know, you don't, you, you can write courses. You are able to write those courses. So go ahead and write them. And, you know, that and the major label, you know, finally sort of putting the word out for them meant that this album finally saw the band after 10 years of languishing, you know, having formed in 1994 when the band was still, I think, in their first year of university, maybe even on their first day of university that this band started, um, you know, 10 years of no success after a quick, uh, quick elevation, they finally found, you know, they found that people were listening to these singles that they put out, singles like Run and Chocolate, uh, which is where the, the sort of title of the, of the album comes from. Um, and Run, obviously, a song that you've definitely heard. Let's see if we can get a bit of the chorus up here. Obviously, uh, recognizable choruses would go on to be something that was just so, you know, something that uh, a band like Snow Patrol would go on to get used to because following this album was 2006's Eyes Open and that had the song Chasing Cars on it, which completely blew up for the band. And I think a Raja Figures study found in 2019 that at least in the UK, Chasing Cars was the most played song on radio in the 21st century so regardless of genre you know um, it wasn't a pop song it wasn't any of the other more popular styles of music over the over the two decades it was chasing cars an indie rock song which is ridiculous if you think about it but you know success followed for the band uh, but this was kind of the first breakthrough for them and the reason why i kind of wanted to talk about uh, snow patrol is because we've been talking uh, for the last, I don't know, six months or so about albums that came out in the zeros, about bands that got big in the zeros. We've been talking about the sort of zeros indie rock, garage rock scene, inspired by this whole revival that's been happening where people are taking interest in music from that decade once again. And there have been things like the documentary, the book, Meet Me in the Bathroom, that kind of talked about the New York City indie scene, but there was little, there was stuff happening in little pockets everywhere around the world. And it's interesting to see how it all plays together because I don't think you can necessarily call the sound of Snow Patrol uh, either garage rock or like the stuff that, you know, bands like um, Electro Clash bands like Scissor Sisters were doing or the kind of garage stuff that, you know, the White Stripes were doing or necessarily... So anything similar to what bands like the Yeah Yeahs or the Strokes were doing, 
they their sound was at least at this point almost very 90s uh, obviously drawing from bands that uh, that really inspired Gary Lightbody bands like uh, bands from the 90s Nirvana who who in 1992 uh, Gary was able to go and see and so i just think it's an interesting one so i'm not going to be playing us the song run i'm going to be playing us a different song whatever's left which really kind of captures that indie rock almost like 90s garagey sound so we'll we'll listen to that and then we'll come back one last time because we are here until 9:30 see you soon I feel that if I met times before I can't hold the fort say I'm getting more Snow Patrol with whatever's left that was off of their album that turns 20 years old this year that turned 20 last month um final straw and really just showing the kind of heavier side of the band now this album has turned 20 so the band have put out a, a reissue of it that includes demos and stuff and if you i i think the demos might include touches of what we were talking about earlier that kind of discord and sound that Gary was uh was kind of pursuing for a while before he abandoned that and decided to just you know write a song write a song and not just try and make the kind of discordant noise that he liked so much from listening to bands like Sonic Youth but anyway that was this week's meet me in the mic room we'll have more next week we'll have other cool artists you know there's so much music to talk about but as we are coming towards the close of the show we've only got time for one last set masala chai segment where we listen to bands from outside of the UK and Ireland and we've got some uh, we've got two cool indie rock releases from right here in Canada today we've got the Ottawa band Chemical Club part of that whole cool very interconnected Ottawa scene uh i think half of Chemical Club also plays in the band Fan Club Bullet who we really like on the show who I've spoken to before um Chemical Club have just put out a, a new sort of double a side if if that's a thing anymore with like the digital and everything but they've put out a single with two songs on it uh one's called rise again the other one's called couches killing me we'll listen to rise again you can find it on the bandcamp page chemicalclubmusic.bandcamp.com and then we might have the new song by the beaches what doesn't kill you makes you paranoid which is going to be on their new album um blame blame my ex um and that's i mean they are going places they're going absolute places with the new songs they've really been blowing up we're all super proud of them so we'll listen to that the music's really catchy You can find it on their website thebeaches.com and that's all we'll have time for today so in the meanwhile you uh, stay safe keep listening to great music if you're new and want to know more about the station do drop by we are not scary we are right besides uh, the campus bookstore the side of Carrothers Hall if you drop in between 10:00 and 5:00 the doors should be open someone will let you in we're very happy to give you a tour and if you want to join the station just let us know so in the meanwhile you you know have a great time welcome to queens all of that here's some chemical club club rise again i'll we'll see you next week goodbye